This week we're learning This is a Hadron on Mesechtes Chulin and discusses the mitzvah of this week's parsha Shiloh So in the end of in the Sima Mesechtes Chulin it brings down a Brisa of Debe Rabbi Yaakov who basically says that schar mitzvah b'hayamalekah. There's no reward in, in this world. For example, the Torah says that for kibud of aim, you are going to leman yerichun yemecha, leman yitalach. Your long life will be good for you. In this week's parasha, says shiluch haken. It says leman yitalach will be good for rachta yamim. Yaakov says it does not mean in this world. And he brings a story that he saw. He saw a father instruct his son to climb up a ladder and send away the mother bird. Do the mitzvah shiluch haken. And the son was obviously doing the mitzvah of kibud aim. He's doing it for his father. And while he was coming down, he's doing two mitzvahs that both say about long life. He fell off the ladder and he died. Rabbi Yaakov says, this tells me that schar mitzvahs, Baha'i al-Malakah. There's no reward in this world. Now, on a very, very simple level, Rabbi Yaakov would be arguing with two stam mishnahs. That means a mission, one mishnah, which is the last mishnah of Masechtas Chulun, a stam mishnah. As well, he'd be arguing with, with the, a mishnah in the beginning of Peah. The last Mishnah Masech Tzchulin says that says that if a very easy mitzvah like Shiloh HaKen, you get such great, sending away the mother bird, you get such great reward of long life and it'll be good for you, for sure, by much, much more difficult mitzvahs, how great the reward will be. The Mishnah does not in any way say that that's in the world to come and after Tchiyas HaMesim, Elam Haba, it says it simply. Simple pshat means it's going to be in this world. So here we see Stam Mishnah, that last Mishnah Masechtas Kulin says there is a reward in this world. As well, the famous the Mishnah and Peah, which we say every single day in Brachas, these are the things that a person eats the fruits of it, the reward in this world, even though the principle is Kamesh Lehman Allah, and Kibbut Aveim, Gemilz Chasadin, Kibbut Aveim, one of the things that we're talking about, Rabbi Yaakov says there's no reward in this world. The Mishnah and Masechtas Peah says clearly there is a reward in this world. So, on a very, very simple level, we have two Mishnas that say there is a reward in this world. Um, one Mishnah talks about Kibut Aim, let's call it, the Mishnah Mpeya. One Mishnah in Chulin talks about the mitzvah of Shiloh HaKan. Rabbi Yaakov's opinion in the Brisa, brought at the end of Masech Chulin, says there is no reward for any mitzvah in this world. Schar mitzvah v'hayah The problem is, the Rambam, in Periches of Hilchas Shuvah, says that the reward for tzaddikim is going to be in Eilam Haba. And the Rambam actually brings the Pasuk from, um, brings the Pasuk from our Parsha of Shiloh HaKan, that brings the Pasuk that Rabbi Yaakov as well brings, Leman Yitav Lach He brings this and he explains that it means the day that's going to be long forever, which is the days of Tchias Mesim, Eilam Haba, etc. Um, so, seemingly, it seems that the Rambam holds that there is no reward in this, there is no reward in this world, and the reward is only going to be the world to come. The problem with that is that means that the Rambam is agreeing to Rabbi Yaakov's opinion, which would be going against two Stam Mishnas. Now, generally, the rule would be that you follow a Stam Mishnah, that's uh, versus a Brisa in that the Gemara brings, especially two Stam Mishnas. So why would the Rambam do that? So in this Sikha, the Rebbe um, kind of does a deep dive into the last Mishnah of Mesechtas Chulin 
and says that what appears at first glance is not exactly the way it is, and the Rebbe reconstructs the actual machlekes between the two Mishnas and Rabbi Yaakov. And the Rebbe says the following. However, first, a little introduction. There are two categories of mitzvahs. The one category is the mitzvah of the mitzvah of Ben Adam Lamakim between you and Hashem, and then there's Ben Adam Lachaveri between one person and the other person. A very key difference between the two is when it comes between you and Hashem, the primary point is the action. However, when it comes to Ben Adam Lachaveri, the primary ingredient is the outcome. For example, if someone lost money, a poor man got it, and was able to buy food for his for their family. You did the mitzvah of tzedakah, even though there was no action. You didn't intend to do the mitzvah of tzedakah. So the action's missing. The outcome, the poor person got the money. That's the primary ingredient, bin Adam Did the Did the outcome happen? When it comes to Adam Lamakim, on the other hand, act, the action is the main thing, because it means you're listening to what Hashem told you. Hashem told you to do something, and you're doing it. So bin Adam would be characterized as you're listening to what Hashem told you to do, and not so much about the outcome. An example of this might be, um, if someone were to be uh, on Rosh Hashanah outside of Shul and hear Shafer, but had no idea that it was a Shafer, no idea they're Jewish, and no idea that it was Rosh Hashanah, so ex- no kavanah at all to do the mitzvah, even though the outcome happened, they heard Shafer, they did not fulfill the mitzvah. So again, bin Adam Lamakim, to you and Hashem, the key ingredient is the action, listening to Hashem. On the other hand, bin Adam Lachavere, the key ingredient is the outcome. Did the poor person, did the poor person get the money or not? Now, let's look at the last mission of Masechtas Cholin. The last mission of Masechtas Cholin has two parts to it. It says, Layital Adam, a person is not allowed to take, Emal Banim, take the mother with the children, even if it's going to purify a Mitzayra. So in other words, under no circumstances are you allowed to take a mother with children. You always need to send the mother away even if you want the mother to do the mitzvah of purifying the mitzvah as part of the purification, you need, the mitzvah needs birds, and that's why you wanted to take the mother with the children to do the mitzvah of taras mitzvah. Then the Mishnah continues and says, um, what we quoted before, if for an easy mitzvah, shikya isra, which costs very little, the Torah says, you're going to have such great reward, for sure, for much stricter mitzvahs, much more difficult mitzvahs, you'll have a great reward. And the question the Rebbe asks is, what's the, what's the connection between the two things? It's not like, you know, we, 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 from Sony Sichas learning, we know everything's precise. The first part of the Mishnah is a halacha in Shiloh HaKan. The second part is a lesson or telling you about schar mitzvah, about the reward of the mitzvah. One's a halacha in a specific mitzvah. One is about a general idea of reward in mitzvahs. There are two separate things. Why would the Mishnah put it together? Everything's precise. There has to be something, how they connect and how one part of the Mishnah is actually teaching you something that you would not know without them both being together. And the explanation of that is, why are the two together? One could think, and rightfully so, I mean, there is a reason to think that, that Shiloh HaKan, sending Shiloh HaKan, sending away the mother bird, is a mitzvah of mercy. Meaning to say, obviously it's not a mitzvah in Adam L'chaveray, but it's that type of a mitzvah, it's al-derech, it's like that type of mitzvah. It's about the outcome, that you're being merciful to the bird. Now, if that would be the case, if that would be the case, that the mitzvah was all about mercy, so let's look at the case of this Mishnah. This Mishnah, you now have a mother bird with the young, 
and you have a Mitzayra who needs a bird. So you, now, when the Mitzayra gets his bird and does his purification process, he is then able to return to his family and to regular family life. So there's, taking the mother bird is a gain, is something that you're going to help a human being. Now, if you're going to take the mother bird, you're not going to show mercy to the mother bird. So you have two competing factors here. One is to be very compassionate to the mother bird, and one is to help out a person. We know that when it comes to two competing things between a person and an animal, as much as the Torah says Tarbel Chaim and all the you know different ideas about that, nonetheless, a person takes precedence. And therefore, the Rebbe says, if Shiluach Hakain, sending her the mother bird, was all about compassion, then in the case of the Mishnah, where you needed the bird for a person in order to do his purification process, that he could go back to his family and continue with his family life, that would take precedence. The only reason it doesn't take precedence is because Shiluach Hakain, not sending the mother bird, is primarily, the Torah is telling you, not a mitzvah of compassion. It includes compassion, obviously, but it would be a mitzvah a mitzvah where you need to be kaifes yitzra. You need to listen to what Hashem tells you to do, even if in this case you think otherwise. And that's what the, the mission is telling you. That the mitzvah of Shiloh HaKain, not to send away the mother word, is not a mitzvah that is primarily rooted in compassion, is primarily rooted in Hashem's tzivoy, Hashem's command, and the action is the main thing, regardless of what the outcome will be in this case, that the Mitzvah won't have his bird, or will have to search longer to find another bird, whatever the situation will be. So the mission in the beginning is telling you, this is a spiritual mitzvah. You're doing what Hashem wants you to do. And that influences how you understand the second part of the Mishnah. When the second part of the Mishnah says that there's a reward for mitzvah, it's not the way we would think, a reward in this world. The Mishnah Masech Tzachulim is talking about a spiritual reward, a reward in Ilam Haba. And therefore, what we're learning from this Mishnah is that there's a difference between mitzvahs ben Adam l'amakim and ben Adam l'chaverei. There's a Mishnah in the end of Masech Tzachulim and there's a Mishnah in the beginning of Peah. The Mishnah Masech Tzachulim is, is a mitzvah ben Adam l'amakim between you and Hashem. When it comes to a mitzvah between you and Hashem, the reward is in the world to come. In Elam Haba, the Yayim Shekule Aruch, the day that we long forever. When it comes to a mitzvah in Adam L'chaveirai, where your friend benefits in this world, then, as the Mishnah Peah very clearly says, there's a reward, Pereisehem Elam Hazah. So now, we thought both Mishnahs are saying the same thing in the beginning. We thought both Mishnahs are saying the same thing, that there's no, that the reward is in this world. The Rebbe's Mechadosh Rebbe learns from the beginning of the from the first part of the Mishnah Masechtas Chulin that no, the Mishnah Masechtas Chulin is talking about a reward in the world to come, and the Mishnah Masechtas Peah, which is a mitzvah between you and your fellow man, that's a reward in this world. Now, getting back to the Mishnah Masechtas Chulin, the Mishnah Masechtas Chulin says that when it comes to the last Mishnah Masechtas Chulin, it says that when we're talking about a mitzvah between you and Hashem, the reward is in the next world, in Elam Haba. But it implies, like the Mishnah Peah, that if it was a mitzvah, then the reward would be in this world. Comes Rabbi Yaakov in the Brisa, and that's what he argues with. He says, not only when, the, when it's a mitzvah, is there no reward in this world, but even when it's a mitzvah between you and your friend, there's no mitzvah, there's no reward in this world because schar mitzvah by al 
as a story that he brought. As a story that he brought, that the person was doing mitzvah of Shiloh HaKain, which the Mishnah would agree with. There would be no reward in this world. So the fact that if he was doing that mitzvah, he, he, that, that while he was doing that mitzvah, he died, that wouldn't be a problem. To, that wouldn't, you know, according to the Mishnah, that would, be, that would work with what the Mishnah holds, that the reward of the world to come. However, Yaakov said he was also doing Kibbutz Aim. He was also honoring his father, he was also honoring his father by doing that mitzvah. And nevertheless, he died. That proves that all mitzvahs, regardless if it's a mitzvah, the reward is not in this world. And now we see how beautifully the Rambam fits, because the Rambam says that the reward of mitzvahs is in the world to come brings the Pasuk of Shiloh HaKain, of sending away the mother bird, which is a mitzvah bin Adam And that's why the Rambam says that the reward is in the next world. However, um, however, if it would be bin Adam um, then there would be a reward in this world. So, now, if you go one pair further in the Rambam, there's a second idea that the Rambam says, which is that besides for the reward that a person gets in Eilam Haba or in this world, depending on what type of mitzvah it is, there's also, there's also, um, there's also different things that Torah says. The Torah says, if you're going to listen to my word, there'll be no war, there'll be no hunger, and you'll be able to, you'll have enough money, you won't have gullus, and all that and all that. So the Rambam, exp- and but that, what the Rambam tells us you're going to get for doing mitzvahs, that's not a reward. Reward is an extra. That's basic necessities. It's like a master who owns a slave and wants the slave to work, needs to make sure the slave has a bed to sleep on and the slave has food to eat. Similarly, when we listen to Hashem's Torah and we do it properly, then Hashem gives us our basic necessities in order to survive. Um, but that's not a reward. So. Everyone agrees that basic necessities Hashem needs to give in order for a yid to be able to do Torah mitzvahs. That's obvious. What the discussion between Rabbi Yaakov and the, and the two Mishnahs is, is there a reward for mitzvahs in this world? And the Mishnah holds that depends what type of mitzvah. And Rabbi Yaakov says, no, there is no reward in mitzvahs. Now, obviously, this is an oversimplified um, you know, understanding of this argument. And... Strongly, strongly urge you to look in the Sikha and learn it on your own and, you know, really get all the nuances and all the different explanations. But the Rebbe concludes the Sikha, obviously, with a little bit of Adar HaRemez. Um, so, in general, first of all, Masech is Chulin is, Chulin means it's mundane, it's not holy, and it's found in the Seder of Kachin. How does that work? The general lesson right away is, that's the point. A Yid needs to take the mundane and make it holy. How do you do that? Always the Rebbe Nehadrin connects the beginning and the end. In the beginning of the Msechtas, it talks about Shechita. The whole idea of Shechita is that you uplift. You take something that was a chai, it was an animal, and, and a madaber eats it. And a madaber, a human being, eats it, so uplifts it. It becomes part of a madaber. So you take something that was, that was in the world of chai, and now you put it in the world of madaber. That's the beginning of the Msechta. The end of the Msechta goes a little bit deeper and says, one minute, Shechita is only by Yidin. Every, even a non-Jew, could eat, could eat meat and seemingly bring it to the level of Medabra. What's unique about Yidin? What's unique about Yidin is that you could do a mitzvah because Hashem tells you to do a mitzvah. And therefore, not only do you take an, a physical animal and uplift it to become a Medabra, but you take your Nefshah Bahamas. You subjugate your Nefshah Bahamas. You, tr- you force your Nefshah Bahamas to listen to what Hashem wants, wants you to do. 
And therefore, you then bring your Nefshah Bahamas to become part of holiness. And, um, and even the mundane part of a Yid becomes holy. And through that, you bring holiness into the entire world. And then, in continuing with that theme, the end of the Muzakta tells us that what's the ultimate? That in end, in the end of days, what are we going to have? The world where it's going to be completely good and we'll have long days in the world which will be long forever. And at that time, a Yid will be openly in a revealed way, connected, we'll see the connection between a Yid and Hashem, which we know is there, but it will be in a revealed way. And since also we're in the month of Elul, and in the month of Elul we do all the different different things, and part of the things is Sadaqah, and for that there's actually a reward in this world. So may we all, together with the entire Kal Yisrael, be inscribed for Exilus Yimotevo, Shantiv Nsukotev Nira Nigla, the Matamias Hartvachan. Thank you for listening.